0: It's good, it sucked, it's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother****** started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode. And I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I know I did. Go ahead and unfasten that belt and let that belly hang out because I know there was a lot of good eating. And if you were like me, you probably had seconds, thirds, and fourths and spent the entire Thanksgiving just basically eating all day. And then the day after Thanksgiving, it's kind of a repeat of Thanksgiving. But nevertheless, we're not here. To talk about Thanksgiving food, we are here to talk about the Marvels. So, this film, <laughs> and depending on what you've read and what you've seen, there's a lot of negative press about it. Um, here's a couple of facts: is it's the lowest-grossing Marvel superhero movie thus far, um, had the low, the biggest drop-off from the beginning, the first week, and the Uh, second week, so I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't seem like this will be a good film. Now, the Go Woke and Go Broke crowd, they were out in arms over this movie, just like several others, but you can't really trust them, because they were fussing about the movie before it even came out, similar to like they've done with The Little Mermaid and other movies that, for some reason, doesn't go with their agenda. So, I actually watched a couple of reviews Off of a couple of YouTubers that I actually respect. And they didn't care for this movie either. So, I know what you're thinking. Like, E, why would you go and see a movie that nobody cares about? Honestly, I just needed something to do that day. (laughs) And I hadn't been out to the theaters in quite some time. And I took the wife. We decided to go out here and see the Marvels. Now, I wasn't a fan of... Captain Marvel, the movie. I mean, it had nothing to do with Brie Larson. The movie, to me, was just flat. I really just didn't like it. It just didn't really bring anything to the MCU that I really cared about. Had some bad CGI on Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I guess it wasn't bad, but you know what I mean. It just... I don't know, just felt out of place for whatever reason. So, i would never been a fan of the character. Um, again, nothing to do with Brie Larson. I know the Go Woke and Go Broke people have an issue with her. I don't even remember what it was that she said. I read it a while back and, you know, feminist stuff. I, I don't know. I really didn't care. It didn't really, you know bother me like it did them but it is what it is you know sometimes you can take things and separate them like for example uh, Ezra Miller from the Flash series now he actually did some downright dirty stuff but I still like the Flash movie had nothing to do with what he did off screen Um, on screen I actually had no problem with it but um, for some reason they do not like Brie Larson they're not giving her the benefit um they, they, I don't know. You just have to ask a go woke and go broke person why they just won't let it go with her. But as far as me, I just never liked her as a character, not the actress, just the whole, you know, Captain Marvel thing. I just don't like the character, so didn't do anything for me. Uh, the Miss Marvel series was okay, but it wasn't nothing special. But I think, uh, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan was a welcome addition to the MCU. She was basically the bright spot of that series. And although the series was just kind of bland, um, she was the one thing that stood out from it. Now, Monica Rambeau was in WandaVision. Matter of fact, I just watched a couple of episodes of that, um, the night before, just to kind of remember how she got her powers. <laughs> but um, again, she was nothing special. She was okay. Wasn't anything good or big or anything like that. She was just there, kind of a character who was just there just to, I guess, give her whole origin story on how she got powers. You know, Tiana Paris plays her and she did a you know good job, but it's just a character that I, again, didn't really stick with me so you take all of these characters from bad to mediocre shows and you put them together and this is what you get so now before i start jumping in there let's go ahead and jump into the recap first and so i can give you a kind of a rundown of what actually happened in the film so yes this is always there's going to be spoilers so if you don't plan on seeing it Uh, go ahead and stick around if you do plan on seeing it maybe you want to see that first before listening to this review you know the routine just check out now come back whenever you've seen it all right so we start off with new kree leader darbin locating one of the two quantum bands with kamala khan having the other one so if you've seen the series you know where she got the other one from Uh, she's looking to harness the power to be able to revive her planet's atmosphere hala which is the Kree homeworld now, which has lost all of its resources when Captain Marvel destroyed the Supreme Intelligence. So if any of that makes sense to you, you know, good for you, because a lot of that stuff didn't make sense to me. It probably actually sounded like a better movie than what we got here. Uh, We catch up where Secret Invasion left off as Nick Fury is hosting peace talks between the Kree and the Skrull. Monica and Danvers are investigating anomalies in different sectors of the universe. When Monica touches the anomaly, it causes her, Danvers, and Kamala all to switch places. So this kind of goes on throughout the movie, that whenever they use their powers at the same time, they switch places. So keep that in mind. Um, Like I said, the switching goes on for a while, with battles taking place in Kamala's house on Saver space station and on Hala, I believe which is, leaves Kamala's <laughs> parents' house in shambles, which is one of the funny things about the movie. Um, after Kamala almost falls to her death due to a switch, um, where she takes the place of Danvers, who was flying at the time, the three believe their powers are similar, and therefore linking to all of the switching whenever they use their powers simultaneously they join up looking to stop darbin who is looking to siphon the resources of other planets moving them to hollow for her people she's successful in taking the air in tarnax which was where the scroll had a refugee colony there uh that she also takes the ocean water from aldna i believe i'm saying it right a planet that only communicates by singing which was an interesting concept and then Darbin's final plan is to take the sun from the earth to restore that of Hala. In a battle, the Marvels are able to defeat Darbin, but she quickly steals Kamala's band and uses them both, tearing a hole into space while destroying herself, which <laughs> kind of odd, but okay. It leaves a rupture between the multiverse which monica looks to repair with the assistance of danvers and kamala who help charge her up for the job monica is able to repair the rip before it causes any issues and knowingly traps herself into the other universe after getting her parents settled kamala meets up with kate bishop looking to create her own young super team And when Monica awakens, she sees a variant of her mother. She also sees Beast from X-Men, who tells her that she's in their universe. All right. So, again, that's just a quick overview of what actually happened in the movie. You're not going to go blow by blow on it. But I will say this. This movie isn't as bad as critics would have you to believe. Now, here's the thing. This might be a case of I had such low expectations (laughs) that it actually ended up being a decent movie. Um, This movie by no means is a good movie, but it is not as bad as what the critics are saying it is. There are actually some good parts to this movie and Kamala Khan, in my opinion, carries the movie. Like I say, Iman Vellani has so much energy as she fanboys or fangirls, whatever you want to call it, um, when she gets to meet her hero, which is Captain Marvel. So if you've watched the actual disney plus series you know that she's a big fan of captain marvel so she was just like really spazzing out a couple of times twinsies and all that type of stuff and um you know she gets to work with her on a mission so she's the innocence of the team that is different from the flawed heroes of danvers and rambo and you saw that a couple of times in this movie where she's not used to not saving people um i believe it was on the planet tarnax where she kind of seen what it is like to be a hero where Danvers basically said, you know, we have to save the people we can, or we all die. And that just didn't register for Kamala. And so, you know, that whole innocence that she has to save everybody, you know, heroes have to make decisions like that. And I did like that aspect of it. I did like that. They tried to introduce that into this. So, you know, really her character, she's the one, that basically carried this entire movie. I also like certain concepts of the movie, such as the planet that communicates with singing. I thought it was a fun idea. I wish we could have explored that a little more. You know, this it was just a planet of people who, you know, they they can't talk. They, if you just talk to them, they can't understand. You had to sing it. And I thought that was a very interesting concept. And the one person who could talk to, they said he's bilingual, which is very strange. It was just... An interesting concept. And I actually like that. I wish we could have explored that a little more. And maybe we will in future Marvel movies. Um, With Loki managing the multiverse. I thought it was somehow going to get involved with the storyline. But I'm glad they went the way they did. You know when they had that rip into the multiverse. That I was like oh they're going to attach Loki to this. And I think it would have been a good thing too. But I actually like the way that they went. To just kind of leave it at it's own thing. And kind of leave loki out of it because if you haven't seen the loki series then you probably wouldn't have understood the whole ending anyway so have no problem with that um the ending where kamala is looking to get her squad together was nice as i love kate bishop i know a lot of people didn't like the hawkeye series i actually enjoyed that and um i enjoyed kate bishop and um she also mentioned ant-man's daughter I'm not sure if Ironheart would be a part of the squad too, because Ironheart still hasn't had her series yet, they've been teasing that for a while, so she might be part of the squad too. You know, I like this whole new and fresh team idea, it's time to just really let go and let some of these younger people take over, so I have no problem with that. Um, Now I would like to see more young males involved instead of all the female teams, but with the main actors aging out, it's time to push some younger characters. I'll take what I can get, but yeah, I would like to see some males, you know, it's like all women, and no, it's not a go woke, go broke statement, it's just like, okay, you know, there were male superheroes too on these younger teams, let's start seeing some of them, you know, all female team, there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, throw a, sprinkle a couple of guys in there, please, just for me. And then, of course, the X-Men siding with beasts, meeting Rambo at the end. He says they're on a different multiverse timeline. So I'm wondering, does that mean the X-Men and Avengers won't be in the same timeline? While the Avengers, like, that we know it, you know, what's that concept going to be about? Like, is the X-Men going to just stay in their universe? And it would make sense, to be honest with you, because I never understood how the people of Earth, just the humans, actually cheer on the superheroes, but then hate on the X-Men just because they're mutants you know it never made sense to me in the comic books either so keeping it as a separate universe for now actually makes sense but i really do want to see what they're going to do with x-men i wish they would quit teasing it and actually put something together at this point but seeing beast in there you know at least it gives us hope that maybe we'll get to see something with the x-men here soon Alright, so those were the things that I liked. Now let's talk about some of the things that I did not like. Once again, we get a One Note villain with Darbin. She was so one note, I had to look up her name while preparing this. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> And it seems to me that Marvel doesn't want to invest the time into de- developing many of the villains anymore. I mean, they've had villains like Killmonger that worked for one film, so they have done this before When they can use one of these villains in one film and make them outstanding villains. But outside of that, unless your name is Loki or Thanos, you know, you really just, you know, it, it, they just don't try. This was just a female version of Ronin. I mean, she even carried his hammer. So you're going to make movies like this. I get that. You don't have to go deep into it like Thanos in every movie, but you can at least give us something. These one note villains, she was just forgettable. So forgettable that I didn't even know her name. I had to look it up while I was preparing this podcast. And that's sad. Another thing I didn't like is Danvers and Rambo just had no chemistry. Now, I know what you're saying. Maybe that was the point. But what I mean by it is they couldn't match the screen presence of Kamala. Monica in particular seems that she was just a plot device. Somebody there just to explain things and sacrifice herself at the end. Danvers seems to be an airhead as she needed Monica to explain to her that she has the power to reignite Hala's son. None of them were particularly interesting. And that's sad because these were the main characters that had a connection from the Captain Marvel movie. You would think they would be... A little more better and i and i get it that they tried the whole you know that um rambo was just kind of upset she was a young daughter and captain marvel left and never came back and all that but you know you grown now at some point in time you gotta let that go they just did not have any chemistry whatsoever to me and it's sad because i think that rambo in particular could have done some things. To actually heightened her character. But for some reason she was just kind of in the background. I mean this is more of a Miss Marvel and Carol Danvers movie. Than it was a Monica Rambeau. So I don't know. It, it just didn't make sense to me. But I mean she had her purpose in there. But it just didn't really see on screen. You know Tiana Paris. You know she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem with her. But it just the way they wrote the character. was just kind of a side thought if that makes sense now speaking of her why did rambo have to fix the multiverse from the other side maybe they should have explained that and maybe they did and i just missed it but it just came to me when she's up there fixing the multiverse tear in space she couldn't do that from you know their side she had to go into that universe and repair from that end again they may have explained it maybe i missed it i don't know but i thought that was just kind of Stupid. It made sense to do it to introduce the X Men, but why would she do it? You know what I'm saying? Especially going into a universe that she is not aware of. So I don't know. That that was just kind of strange to me. Something else that was strange to me was the whole cat swallowing scene, which was just utterly stupid and ridiculous. Because you mean to tell me there wasn't anyone Fury could call to help? You know, Valkyrie just phased Chrome members to Earth. Why she couldn't have just phased all of them off? You know it seems like it was just done for a laugh, but it was unnecessary. And not only that, but those space cats are now on Earth, so now they breed. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of space cats walking around in New York City, which you know, New York, I guess it, they'll fit right in, but still, this is just didn't make no sense. The entire point of that was just done for laughs, but it didn't make sense. I don't think Fury is that stupid to not call somebody. He could have called, easily called Valkyrie and said, hey, I need you to do the whole space beam thing down. It, it, she he, she did it before, so they could have done it again, is what I'm saying. It was just dumb. Um, Monica Rambo's powers weren't really explained well, in my opinion. She can phase through things, fly and repair tears in space, apparently, but they really didn't explain it in... wanda vision much either you just saw that she had powers now so man you could tell she's still trying to learn to use them but at the same point in time you know we really have nothing to go by with that i thought they could have done a better explanation with that but again like i said the character was a side note so maybe they didn't intend on doing anything with her so just fyi and finally the cgi was noticeable in several parts of the movie this had a nice size budget that should have been able to have way better CGI effects than this. I mean, just talk about, at the end, Beast. It was nice to see Beast, but he was CGI'd out the wazoo. And I know Disney's been making some cuts lately. But, you know, come on now. You just spent over $200 million on this. We're not talking about you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. type salary here. Brie Larson is the biggest character that you had to pay for. And I'm sure she's not going for that much money. There was no reason whatsoever they couldn't have used a little more time on the CGI to kind of flesh it out a little bit. I mean, Beast just looked awful. It's sad because the X-Men movie where Beast was played by Kelsey Grammer He, I know, and make no mistake, I understand that was practical effects. He had to sit in a chair. Nobody wants to sit in a chair for hours and hours to get prepared for a role. Especially for a role that only had like a good, what, minute and a half at the end of the movie. But I would have respected that over the CGI beast that we got. I thought that was terrible. Okay, and for somebody a company that has this type of money just to basically you know they kind of set them up to fail and maybe they knew that this movie wouldn't do well but then again why spend 200 million dollars on it i don't know you know maybe they're writing it off as a loss as well something that warner brothers did with several of their movies but i don't know they just really need to work on that cgi but overall this movie is similar to blue beetle and the funny thing is i actually recorded the blue Beetle. Um, review like about a month ago but so many things has just been coming out so I've kept pushing it back pushing it back pushing it back so you'll hear my review on that hopefully maybe next week or the week after but this movie was similar to Blue Beetle as it was just a generic movie while Kamala Khan's character was a joy to watch she isn't able to fix what's broken in Marvel one-note villains lack of chemistry between Danvers and Rambo poor CGI and silly plot lines hurt this movie When the end credit scenes are the best thing that you've got going for you, that's usually not good. Now, maybe you want to call it superhero fatigue or whatever you want to say. Marvel, you know, they are flooding the market with as much material as they can. As of today, there's only one movie slated to come out for Marvel, and that's the Deadpool movie. Everything else... I don't know if it's just been pushed back, canceled or what. Maybe they're trying to revamp things, you know, and the whole Jonathan Majors things may have thrown a wrench into what they were trying to do, too. I'm hearing that his character is going to get replaced by Dr. Doom because of all the legal trouble he's been in. But, you know, nothing's for certain as of yet. So Marvel, I mean, it's been shown if you put together a good movie, people will go see it. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was a good movie and people went out there to see it and it made a lot of money. So I don't necessarily think it's comic book fatigue yet but I think what they need to do is really take a step back and really plan out what they want to do for this next phase because you don't want to get it to a point where people stop coming to see these big budget movies because it'll fade eventually and Marvel's done such a fascinating job you know, getting us to this point, but maybe it's the characters. Maybe people are just tired. You know, maybe it's the go woke and go broke folks are winning this one, especially with this character, because they really hate Brie Larson. (laughs) But I don't know. I, I don't know how to fix it. I think we need some fresh folks. I think the young super team is the way to go. You know, we've already gotten rid of, a lot of the old school guys, and I'm hearing that they're thinking about bringing Robert Downey Jr. back for another movie. I guess with the multiverse, they actually can because he's dead in this universe. Um, Iron Man is, and in the other universe, they can actually bring him back. But then again, that's fifty million dollars right off the top, and that's probably that's how much he was getting paid. He'd probably get paid more, closer to seventy-five million for a role now. So that's a big budget actor. So you're gonna do that and. <laughs> You know, where's the rest of the money going to come from? You know, $200 million budget this one has. So $75 million, for example, would be gone to Robert Downey Jr. You know, what else you're going to spend money on? Especially if you bring back Chris Evans or whoever, you know. So Marvel has a lot of work to do. But overall, this movie, yes, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time. It wasn't even a particularly, say, good movie but it was better than what people are saying. It had some great moments to it, but just not enough to really just catch anybody's attention. So it's rather, meh, just a meh movie, you know? And if they keep making movies like this, You're going to start losing a lot more money. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Did you like the Marvels? Did you hate the Marvels? Are you one of the go-woke-go-broke folks who just hate this movie just because of Brie Larson? As always, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you want to check out any of my creative work, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com That's www.enigmakid.com It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces!